Welcome back to the CMB Sports Show. I'm your host, Braylon Brakefield, along with me, my good friend Cole. Cole, how does it feel to be 0-2 in the National Hockey League? Well, you know, it's not a great feeling. Um, there's really no nowhere but up from here. Um, you know, I, I, we don't have Tom Wilson playing, so that's probably a big factor. Uh, just... Um, you know, vibe in the locker room. You know, everybody's probably kind of looking at them anyways. So it probably distracts everybody from the game. Um, and so that nobody's nervous going out there. So he's not there. That's a big factor. Um, and, I mean, he just throws crazy punches at people. So that's also, you know, something else. But, you know, I'm going to be honest. I haven't watched. Uh, I watched some of the first game. I didn't get to watch the game last night. Um, but the the first time it was all power plays, and that's I mean that's not something that's going to last a long time with Ovi, so we'll be fine. We'll be fine. That's crazy. Tom Wilson is a tough guy in hockey, and he just he's not healthy for the first two games. Well, that sounds I mean, kind of soft, don't it? He had surgery or something. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, um, so I don't want to you know speak too much on that. You know, as Be- uh, Belichick would say, day by day. And then say nothing else. I'm not a doctor day by day. Uh, he's going to be day by day. I'm not a doctor. So, uh, yeah. So I guess that's the way we're going to look at it. We're 2-0. and We handled the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. You know, the current dynasty. We handled them open night. Then we took care of uh, Minnesota by probably like a touchdown Yes. Yesterday, so that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah, they they should be really tough. That's a really good team. We got four points. Whatever. We beat the best team in hockey, first game of the year. That's fine. I mean, they're not the reigning champs, but that's cool. You know, the way, however you want to twist it. I mean, it's fine. Well, I mean, a top two team. Is it them or the Avs? Well, no, it's y'all the Avs. Top, y'all aren't top two. Put yourself all the way down there, huh? Down here with the norms. We just had some technical dis- difficulties. Could you run that back one time so I can defend myself? Yeah, no, I just said that uh, you're just gonna. You're not number two. You're just gonna put yourself down here with the norms. You know, in the three and below. Well, the way I see things is the Avs are one until they get dethroned. I know as an Alabama fan. You expect, even though Georgia won the Natty and went, was undefeated, you expect them to be number two or three behind you. I mean, let's that's not, not the way we work over were, here. To be the man, you got to beat the man. As a legendary player, the man got Rick beat Flair last said. year. Woo! The man got beat. Um, you know, forty whatever to something in the teens, I think. I, you know, but. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, they beat our twos, which is fine. And then what? That's cool. I'm cool with it. It's fine. Um, they can keep struggling with Kent State, and you know, we'll just be out here trying to make moves, you know, against Tennessee, and and you know, whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, uh, I think that uh, we're in a pretty good spot if Bryce plays. I haven't really seen much about it, so. You know, Georgia better watch out. You know, I, I don't think they've looked too great, um, you know, struggling with Auburn 
in the first half is definitely not a good look, especially at home. So, I mean, uh, they better watch out. Yeah, I don't really care either way. I don't like either one of them. It's hockey season. Uh, football is over. Nobody cares anymore, if you want to be honest. Well. Um, yeah, we're on to hockey until basketball season starts up. <laughs> so I'm the biggest Rangers fan. Well, Yankees are still playing, but they kind of disappointed me today. Uh, baseball is such crap. Baseball is the most, like, just bullcrap sport there is sometimes. It's tough. It is, it's brutal. Jose, Unforgiving. Jose Ramirez hits a ball 154 feet, and he gets a triple. How is that possible? Left fielder slides for it. Donald, it's an automatic double because he's running out of the box like his pants are on fire. Right. Which, shout out to him. He is a dog. Yeah, I mean. He's rounding in the second. Donaldson throws the ball to first base when he's rounding second. Um, he just coast slides into third. Next guy hits one 140 feet, and Rizzo with the infield in, so nobody gets to it. And then uh, guy after that, they steal full count. Guy steals, and Josh Naylor hits a rocket off the wall for a RBI double. They end up losing four to two, but Aaron Judge. The weight of this season is killing Aaron Judge. Like, I bet this was so tough on him mentally that it's just completely, like, you can just see it on him. It's just sucked everything out of him. It's tough. And he's like he's like 0-7 in the playoffs with probably like 5Ks, 6Ks. It's not good. Well, it's also tough, too, because, you know, to judge – you know, I hate to say it's every, you know, you're taking it one at-bat at a time. Nothing really has, no at-bat really has any particular significance over another in a hitter's mind. You know, you're up there, you have a job to do, you do your job. And that's how you look at it as a hitter. You're not going to sit there and think, okay, oh, there's two runners on, one out. I need to, I need to you know, get a hit. Like, no, you're going to get up there, you're going to do your job. And that's how a judge, I'm sure, thinks about it. That's how most hitters think. Well, on the other hand, pitchers are thinking, oh, this is Aaron Judge. You know, I get to be the guy that gets him out. So it's kind of like you have the target on your back as a hitter, and you're going to get, you know, if you have five at bats, you're going to get five of the best, you know, at bats from that pitcher. So that's what makes it tough for for when you have, especially when you have a big season like that. And it's the playoffs. They have they can focus in on you for a series. That's where you kind of have to have like your full team to um, kind of come with you and play good. That's like. A good example is the last year is the Braves. You know, it was a full team effort. It wasn't, you know, just Freddie Freeman or just Austin Riley. You know, it was everybody. So, so I mean, it, so the Yankees are in a tough spot. I mean, somebody, one of those vets have to step up and kind of take control, you know, and kind of have judges back. Yeah. Uh, I like our chances tomorrow with Seve on the mound. He pitched against the Guardians, like, a couple weeks ago. He had a no hitter until the seventh and then just got pulled just because he was you know hurt majority of the year so i don't know i still like our chances even though now it's you know a three-game series and two of those games we played in cleveland but how do you feel you are kind of in a similar spot yeah i think um i just i still think that our pitching is deeper um we beat 
um, uh, Zach Wheeler. I guess now we'll have to face Aaron Nola, but it's it's Nola against Strider, who's probably been our best. And what, what's crazy about the Braves pitching staff is, you know, you had Max Freed, who's really good, and he's proved it. He's proven that he's really good. And then we have Kyle Wright come out, who's the wins leader on the year. Or I don't know if he finished the wins leader, but I believe he did. And, you know, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, he's the wins leader. And he's going up against Zach Wheeler, and a lot of people already counted us out, and he throws an absolute gem, and the Braves kind of get some runs off of some some kind of dink hits, and we make good plays, So and then we win. So, you know, Spencer Strider comes out and, and pitches like he has and doesn't overhype the game, then I think we're in a good spot uh, up 2-1 with, you know, you know, possibly two games left. If we can get to that spot, um, but I think this is a must win, and we play good in Philly. I mean, Philly never has has never really, in the regular season, anyways, uh, bothered us too much. We usually hit pretty good there, so I think uh, I still think we're in a good spot. Yeah, I thought uh, I know Colorado was up there for a while, but I thought Urias might have ended up. Oh no, it was Colorado. Urias finished with seventeen. I thought he had more than that. I thought he had, like, almost mid-20s. Yeah. Yeah, Kyle Wright finished with 21. I knew he had 21. I thought Urias had, like, 24 for some reason. He's he's good, man. He I mean, he proved it. He was, he was lighting that thing up. And then when you can have uh, Iglesias and then Jansen come in, Jansen's uh, second in playoff appearances, I think, uh, for a closing pitcher – behind Mariano Rivera, so it's always good to have that kind of experience coming out of the pen. Um, so, I mean, if we could just get to those late innings with a, with a decent lead, we should be, I mean, that's it's a good recipe anyways. I mean, you never want to go behind, you know. I mean, that's just ridiculous. And your, your offense is like historically, not historically, but this group is like historically known for like the second or third time to the lineup is when they get you. You may get through that first time to the lineup, but you know by the sixth or seventh inning, they've already seen you two or three times. That's when they get a hold of you. Yeah. So you get that deep in the game, tie game at least. I would think the Braves have a chance to win every game. You know, in that situation. Yeah. The farther, the deeper you get with the Braves, and it's a close game, the worse. Uh, you want to get, you want to just like they the Phillies did in Game One. They got an early lead, and they just never. Let them really get any breath, and then the, you know you see at the end of the game the Braves make a, a charge and, and come up short. So, but what has me, what what had me not worried going into Game Two was the Braves left bases loaded twice and then two runners on once. So we were getting people on base, it just we weren't getting those timely hits with two outs, and that's something that hap- you know that happens. And if that's a Game One problem, then. It's looking good for the rest of the series. I mean, you're getting dudes on base. People are hitting, so it's nothing to like panic about. I think we're in a, I think we're still in a good spot. Let's uh, run through some of these college football lines for tomorrow. First one that sticks out to me. You know, we've talked about this several times, and an unranked team being favored over a ranked team. First one that pops up is Oklahoma being favored by eight and a half over Kansas. Is this not just a strange line to you with what Oklahoma's shown us where they're obviously not very good? Yeah. But why are they favored by eight and a half against Kansas who's having arguably their best season in, you know, 
whoever knows how long. I don't know. I don't know if it's historicals, if it's... I don't know what Vegas is seeing here, um, but I feel like it's substantial enough that you have to you have to at least pay attention to it. Uh, personally, I took Kansas at 7.5. I thought that 7 kind of made it weird. Um, but, I mean, if you think about it, in the past, I know it's a totally different coach, different players, but... Um, you know, you, you see Oklahoma in these morning game or 12 o'clock, 11 o'clock games at home. It's usually a blowout. They usually show up for those. They don't – there's only been a couple times. I think one was like Tulane at the beginning of the year last year where they struggled. But it's usually uh, a good spot for Oklahoma. So maybe they're looking at that. I, I, I'm not really sure. I don't, Oklahoma hasn't impressed me at all, to be honest. Kansas has impressed me a lot. So um, – it's something. To, it's something to look at. If you're a if you're a research better, like you like to do your research, this is when I would do your research and try to find out why, uh, why it's so big. The main thing I was thinking too is Jalen Daniels being uh, questionable for this game. I don't think he's gonna play, which is pretty big for Kansas. But yeah, also like the backup isn't bad, and compared to the way the rest of the team for Kansas has looked. I just expected this to be closer. I expected Oklahoma to be favored, but I expected it to be like two and a half. Yes, like same. closer to a pick them. Eight and a half is a lot. That's two. That's at least two scores. Yep. I just I don't like it. I could not take it at eight and a half. I mean, at seven and a half. It, I saw it at seven. I got it at seven and a half, and I'm thinking, okay, this is great. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, whenever it's at seven, I, I get worried, and even seven and a half, but it's just such a weird number i I just don't get it i i I mean i I don't think that um jalen daniels being out is that big of a a thing for for this game particularly just because i don't think oklahoma is that great but maybe they're thinking it's a bounce back spot so yeah talking uh, about a bounce back spot here's one that stinks that I just say plug your nose and take is Georgia by 38 over Vandy. Like, this is where Georgia is just, like, would you be shocked if you turn it on at halftime and Georgia's up 43 to nothing? No, and I'll tell you what keeps this bet safe, too, is is Kirby is so, we saw it against Auburn, he's so worried about how he's going to look at the end of the year because he knows that his team isn't, what it was last year he wants to run the score up he wants it to be big margins so this is one that you're going to take you should take and it's going to be i think it's what is it 38 and a half just 38 right now 38 well i mean they're going to win by 40 or more i mean it's not i wouldn't even you just take it and don't watch the game and you have money in your account like um that's just what kirby does he has a lot of dabbo in him in that in that regard where He's just going to run it up because he wants it to look good. Because you can see in the rankings from two weeks ago or last week where, you know, Georgia struggles in the first half with Auburn, but they run it up in the second half by continuing to throw it with the game out of hand, and boom, they're back at number one, which AP poll might have been just fixing it, or they're just a bunch of nerds. I don't care. It's still, you know, that's how it looks. And then at the end of the game, nobody's going to look like, well, we should probably go watch the first half of the Auburn Georgia game. No, the final score is forty-eight to fourteen. Nobody's going to watch that. Nobody's going to pay attention. But 
it's the reality of it. Uh, Mississippi State's favored by four over Kentucky. I think Kentucky wins this game. Like Mississippi State looks very good so far. At the end of the year, you know, when you look back at Mississippi State, do you think they're a like nine-win team or do you think they're like an eleven-win team? I would say no. no. Do you think they're maybe an eight, nine-win team? I'm gonna say yeah. More so probably, eventually, yeah. at some point, you have to, you have to start losing some of these games, and I think it's at Kentucky. So uh, Will Levis coming back. If Will Levis don't play, then I would take Mississippi State. But yeah, I think Levis is gonna play. If, if Levis plays, Kentucky. If not, Mississippi State. And it is weird, Mississippi State has been like that just sneaky sneaky beater this year like they're just kind of beating everybody uh and you're like kind of like huh that's weird uh you know they beat arkansas and they beat a&m and like you looking back at it it's like well yeah duh but you know pre before the game or before the season you're sitting there like oh that's an easy win for arkansas and a&m you know so uh I'm I'm with you though. At some point, it has to balance out um, because if Mississippi State wins this game, they're going to be probably a top ten team or right there at like twelve. And I just don't see yeah, that probably happening. fifteen or so. I don't see that happening. So uh, I think Kentucky gets the win here, especially a night game. One I've talked about all year. Uh, BYU is favored by one over Arkansas at BYU. I think this is an easy take BYU spot. I don't think either team's as good as what we thought. No. But I think BYU at home, I'm trusting them to win by, you know, basically win the game. Yeah. I, you give me – if KJ is healthy and, I mean, I don't think the defense – I don't think there's really going to be much defense played in this game anyways. But you give me a healthy KJ, I like uh, Arkansas in this spot. But that's not how it's played out. So I'm with you. I think BYU. Um, you know, before the season, I was all over Arkansas in this game, but it's just they're just too banged up. They're just too banged up to overcome it, and you know, it's not really anything you can kind of, you know, forecast. Um, but yeah, I think BYU, and I think the over. I think the the number on the over is kind of high, but I mean, I really don't think there's going to be any kind of defense played here, um, unless the Arkansas defense Thanks. is just so. Like, that front is just too much for BYU, but I just don't see that happening. I mean, BYU beat Baylor, who has a, you know, a decent front. So, they, they should – BYU should be fine here. Yeah, over under 66. Uh, the big one. And I'll go in on this one first because I know this one hits home for you. It's Alabama-Tennessee. Alabama's favored by eight. This is – this is to where you bet Nick Saban. I know he's 112 years old. Nick Saban doesn't have back-to-back bad games. It just doesn't happen. And they struggled the last two weeks, really. Well, no, two weeks ago they played Vandy, didn't they? Um, so they struggled. They struggled with Arkansas was, for a minute. That was three weeks ago, Van, I think. Yeah, Vandy, Arkansas, and then A&M. Now Tennessee. Okay, so it was two weeks ago. They struggled with Arkansas for a minute, and then uh, you know things started clicking a little. Struggled with A and M very badly. I mean, went down to the last play of the game, and this is your bounce back spot. Tennessee's riding a high. This is where you say, okay, Alabama's coming off what is probably going to be their worst game of the year. 
And Tennessee's coming off what will be their best game of the year. Beating LSU the way they did last week yeah. sets us up for a perfect spot to where you take Alabama by eight, you know, favored by eight. That's two scores. I see Alabama win this game by probably like 14. Yeah, this is where... Especially if Bryce plays. Yeah, that's the, that's the question. That's the question. Bryce plays. I mean, it could it could be... I think it gets... I mean, honestly, it has the potential to be like that. Oh wow, Alabama is actually Alabama, uh, and tennis like it's the same. You know, it's the same thing we've seen. I think it's a a fourteen twenty one. Like, just you're like, oh wow, this is a thumping. You know, and everybody's out of the out of the game by the end of the fourth quarter, and or all the fans are are gone. But if Milrow plays, watch out because we're gonna have to try to slow the clock down and kind of make them run our own thing now. Tennessee's defense uh, against um, like yards per game is rated like 88th in the country, which is pretty terrible. And they haven't played a top. I think Pitt is the best defense they've played uh, uh, based on yards per game, and I think they're like 23rd. So not really substantial. I don't think Pitt's very good anyways, but. Um, Something to watch out for. I think Alabama's defense is, I mean, they're ranked like third, second or third in yards per game. So something to watch out for. Um, You know, Tennessee's kind of been low-key beating bad teams, but they're still ranked sixth. They have a good, I mean, they have a good system going. Confidence is is killer when it comes, you know, when you're especially when you're playing at home. So if you're a confident football team, you can pretty much beat anybody. Um, So, I mean, one stat that I do want to give, since 2005, when two 5-0 and teams are playing, the underdog hits 46, or has hit 46 of 28 um, against the spread. Or they, yeah, the underdog has won 46 of 28, which is 62%. So that's something to, to look at for this game and Michigan and Penn State. Um, I think it's probably more likely in the Michigan-Penn State game, but... It all depends on if Bryce plays, so kind of tough to Let's tell. Let's see. Right this uh, move the line to thirteen and a half, and you get plus one forty-five. I don't think that's worth it, but I'm definitely taking them by eight. Yeah, I think so too. I I just I've replanted in my head, you know, how I think it's going to go, and I'm usually pretty negative when it comes to thinking about Alabama football. Uh, and like trying to think about how we do, and I just I just see it as a game where it's probably tight. They Tennessee comes out on fire and they might go up ten nothing, and then they just get like nothing the rest of the game. Like you're just like what, what happened? You know, uh, kind of like with I think it'll be a lot like the Georgia game last year. I think it um, the SEC championship. It'll they jumped out ten nothing, got nothing else the rest of the game, and I I think that's how it's gonna be. I hope that's the way it is, um, but you know, only time will tell. Yeah. So you had a few games you wanted to talk about. I'll let you go ahead and burn to those because my computer is on snail mode. I got you, buddy. Taking the day off. Um, Thinking it's Friday. So I guess we'll go into the next five and zero versus five and zero. Penn State, Michigan. Um, the current line for that is Michigan minus seven at home. It is at noon o'clock. Um, I just uh, I don't think Michigan's that great. 
personally, I don't think they've been tested at all. And Penn State has like only been tested. I mean, they it's like every week is a new test for them. They go to Purdue, they get a scrappy win. They come to Auburn, which you know for a, a Big Ten team is something totally different. They kind of assert their dominance. Um, so I, I I mean, I just think that. Penn State keeps it close. I think Michigan might win, to be honest. I mean, just at, I mean, you're at the big house at, at 12 o'clock. That's what they live for. But um, I, I think seven is too much here for, for the gambling side of it. Um, and it, I think if, if you're just feeling froggy, I mean, Penn State might be them dudes that could, that could go into the big house and, and win. I mean, um, I wouldn't put it as, like, my upset of the week, but I think it's probably in the top five. Uh, of, of most possible so um, just something to look at also another thing to look at is the over under um, I haven't checked the weather but I think it's going to end up being a shootout at the end of the game personally and it's at 48 now I got it at 51 that tells you what I think about it so I might double down um, but yeah I think the over under is probably going to be the play in that game uh, As and then Penn State is if you want to uh, take something else that game as well. Yeah, I mean Penn State. Watching them against Auburn, they have their halfback is unbelievable. Like he's he really could be one of the most talented players in college football. And then you have yep. Sean Clifford at quarterback, who's been there for eight years. So you know who do you trust more, the freshman that hasn't really ever really been in this spot, like toughest player toughest team he's ever played from Michigan is Maryland you know they won by seven so I don't really think you can bank on him covering seven against a much better Penn State team who has an experienced quarterback who has been in these games before so I like Penn State a lot I just don't know if my morals can let me take them it's tough I mean I'm not it's one you gotta you know you just gotta kind of go if you're you know if you're about it and if not you know it's fine to kind of let that one ride and just kind of enjoy the game um but i mean i I, i'm definitely i'm on it uh lindsey's gone for a week so i mean i gotta entertain myself in some kind of way um so that's what i'm going with uh the next one um is syracuse and nc state uh syracuse is ranked i've watched them once and they looked really good when I watched them. They were playing um, somebody decent, and they beat them at home. I can't remember for sure, but um, notable injury is NC State's quarterback, uh, Devin Leary. Um, the backup is a guy out of um, one of those schools that runs, like, the triple option. So... They're going to be running it a lot is pretty much what it, what that says. Unless he's just got some kind of crazy arm that he grew. I don't know. Uh, but it's at the Dome. Um, Syracuse gets gets rolling in there. It's it's just tough to stop them. We've seen them beat Clemson in there a couple times. So I like Syracuse here for the play. Um, I think it's currently at three and a half. Yeah, Syracuse three and a half. I like that. I think it's more of a touchdown. So. Something to watch, uh, especially NC State backup quarterback. Yeah, it's gonna be tough for NC State to win with a backup quarterback. Like I really think, in- I think they would be favored in this game if he's healthy. Yeah, 
Syracuse is also undefeated, so that's something to look out for. Uh, I did not realize that. It's so weird to say. It is weird to say. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, a big one for the pod. Uh, two of our automatics are playing against each other, USC and Utah. Um, I took Utah here. Uh, I stay true to my roots. I think it's one of those spots where Utah's ranked, I think, right? Aren't they ranked? Yeah, they're 20th. They're ranked, but they're 20th. Um, they're favored against USC. I think Vegas is kind of uh, telling us, like, you know, hey, hey, we want you to take uh, USC because we want your money kind of deal. So I like Utah here at home um, at 8 o'clock kick or 7 o'clock in Central Time on Fox. Um, I mean, it's just going to be a great game. I think it's going to be Utah in the end. I think they're a tough, gritty team. And I know USC has all those weapons, but, I mean, this is the one Utah gets up for. And it's a great um, you know, great spot for Utah to like to bounce back. Yeah, I've talked about this game for weeks now. Like, I think it was seriously three weeks ago I was watching USC, and I said, I cannot wait. I hope they win until they get to Utah because I'm betting Utah regardless. Just because they're just a tougher team. And yeah. USC has the they have the more talent. You know, they've got two of the best wide receivers in the country and Caleb Williams, but when is that offense gonna click? Like this should be the team you know, if if those two guys, two wide receivers are with Oklahoma last year, they're scoring fifty, sixty points a game. Yep. And it just hasn't happened yet over here, so Maybe it will this week, but I don't see that happening against Utah. Like, it should have already happened by now. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Utah is in kind of a gauntlet right now. Um, had to go yeah. – they had Oregon State and then had to go to UCLA. We know how that played out. And then um, USC at home and then got to go to Washington State next week on a, on Thursday next week. So, um Something to look for. I don't think you. I think Utah is more focused on the on the USC game than anything, though. I mean, that's that's probably one they had circled anyways. So, uh, kind of welcome Lincoln Riley to the Pac-12. <laughs> yeah, coming from the Big Twelve, I'm sure the Pac-12 is scaring him to death. Well, that's what you would think, and then you got to go to Utah. I mean, you just you know see all these Mormons True. everywhere, and you're like, whoa, what's going on True. here? All that um, built-up aggression. That's all I got. Uh, let me see if there's any other games as I scroll through. There's a TCU is favored by four against Oklahoma State. Yeah. TCU just beat Kansas in a very close game. I think TCU wins this. Like It's just kind of written in stone right there. With them being favored by four over a team that's ranked above them. Yeah. I don't know if I'll bet this, but if I was going to, I'll definitely take TCU. I like that. I think that one might be playable. Um, a clash of you, James Madison favored by twelve and a half over Georgia Southern, your hometown. So, how do you feel about that one? Um, I don't know, man. I, Georgia Southern we've seen is good. Uh, they picked up that win against. Uh, don't tell me. Nebraska, and they got beat by UAB. They beat Ball State. 
Um, so I don't know. Uh, James Madison's going on the road. It's twelve and a half. That's a really weird number to me. Um, those in between numbers are just hard to take. Um, but I mean, J- uh, James Madison hasn't not covered yet. They're undefeated against the spread this year. So I don't know why. I don't know how you can bet against a hundred percent. You know, I, I you know you got to get burned on them at least once before you change it up. So. Give me James Madison on the weird line. Yeah. Arguably the best team in the country, like people are saying. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. Now, um, let's see. The percentage of bets are on James Madison is 68. So, you know, if you're, a, if you're an against the public kind of better, which is not a bad place to be, Georgia State might be your play here. Or Georgia Southern, sorry. Um, but... That being said, James Madison should be number one in the country right now over Georgia. Um, I think if they play, I think James Madison gives them a run for their money. Oh, no doubt. I would take James Madison over Georgia right now. I think I would take James Madison over the two of this Miami Dolphins. I think the only team right now on the planet that could beat them is the Patriots led by Bailey Zapp. And maybe the Bills. The Bills probably would. Maybe the Bills. Bills with Marcus Hyde, uh, but yeah, I think Bailey's out, and the Patriots would probably be the only team because they look pretty unbeatable. Yeah, they're electric. Electric. I mean, that's probably I my favorite saw. team right now. It's so crazy. The Patriots are just looking at my Twitter feed, I think, and 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 picking that person as a quarterback. Like I never tweeted about, you know, before I never tweeted about Garoppolo or Jacoby Brissett, so they just cut them, kept Brady. And then I started tweeting about this Mac Jones guy, and um, that you know they probably saw my tweets about Cam Newton. Probably got a little confused, and so they were like, "Wait, no, not this guy, but Mac Jones. We want that guy." So now they got Bailey Zapp in there. It's just kind of weird. I think Bill Belichick has a crush on me. Okay, that would be a crazy turn in events if Bill Belichick and you were kissing. I think. No, it's not that kind of crush. You perv. He's a crush. On what my do you tweets. mean? What What's a crush? Yeah, a crush is somebody you tweets. like their tweets. Yeah, why not? His burner account is probably in love with my account because I just give him great quarterbacks over and over and over again. I had one just now. It's uh. Let me see if I can find it real quick. It's in the Big Ten. I know it's Maryland versus Indiana, but I don't know what the line is. I mean, they draft the Patriots drafted a guy named Cole Lipscomb from Chattanooga, and you don't think they have a crush on my Twitter account? Get out of here! Was that his name, Cole Lipscomb? That was his name. Is that right? Straight up, no cap. Look it up. I know it was Cole, but I thought it was something else. I thought it was something strange. Yeah, I thought it was Lipscomb. I don't know. Let's look up Cole. It's not Lipscomb. Patriots. That's not his name at all. Lipscomb, you made that up. Cole Lipscomb was a pitcher for Auburn. Uh, What was this dude? I think I do remember this dude. It was something strange, wasn't it? Patriots. Yeah, Cole Strange. 
Oh, it literally was strange. Well, whatever. Yeah. His name's Cole. I mean, what more do you want? Because I call him Cole D. Strange Gordon. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, I like Maryland by 11 over Indiana. Indiana stinks. They're like 3-3, three and three, and Maryland has a Maryland great offense. So that thing, buddy. Laying bigger numbers with teams like that is very easy for me if you have a, a very good offense. Definitely. But yeah, that's that's all I had for that. I can look at some NFL lines if my computer will cooperate, see if we anything catches your eye. Uh, yeah, I haven't really looked that much, I'll be honest. Uh, transparency is key, but hey, you know, we'll, we'll take a peek at it, give it a first glance review. Um, Cincinnati Bengals headed to NOLA. That one Joe Burrow cool. favored by three over the New Orleans Saints. I don't know who's playing quarterback for the Saints. I don't really think it matters. New England is a Saints dog. are tough to beat at home, though. Yeah, Saints are tough to beat at home. Who are they? Uh, Saints are a dog against the Browns. Two and a half. Oh, yeah. Um, is Bay- that plan? You know, I have a report. Uh, Bailey Zapp loves B-dubs, so... You know, he should be fine in, in Cleveland. Um, you know, he he's all about the vibe. So, I you know, I think Bailey Zapp gets the job done there as a dog, uh, personally. Green Bay Packers are favored by seven over the New York Jets. How do you put the Packers as favorites of a touchdown over anybody? That offense is so bad. If the Jets can score three times... They're at least covering. At, at least they're probably winning the game. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, I just realized I haven't put in my uh, survival pick. And looking at these, there's not a lot of great ones. Look at the Rams. Against Carolina? Have you used third-string quarterback for Carolina? Okay, yeah. Yeah, we're good. Baker's out. Um, I think Bridgewater might have been the backup. I think he's out. It might be Matt Corral, maybe. I don't know that for sure. No, Matt Corral's with uh, Fal- um, Falcons. Is he really? Yeah. When did that happen? What's he got drafted by? Matt Corral? Yeah, from Ole Miss? Yes. Yeah. I don't think you're. I don't think that's right. Yeah, we could do another Google, man. I'm googling right now. Yeah, he's I'm, with the I'm Panthers. I'm ones. I'm ones on Google. What are you talking about? You're zero and two. What was the first Google? Cole Lipscomb. You just made that name up. It was Cole something, man. I got you know. I don't know. <laughs> oh man, Matt Corral is the... with the Panthers. What the heck? Yeah, what am I thinking of. Felipe Franks, maybe? Ah, that's who it is. He's very easily, you know. Oh, man. I'm Not even close to the same guy. Oh, you want me to blow your mind right now? 0-2? Felipe Franks is a tight end. He's the backup tight end He's for the tight Falcons. End. Yeah, I did know that. I did know that. But the, the Falcons are, uh, or the 49ers are at the Falcons, and they're five-point favorites over the Falcons. I would take the Falcons there. Dude, the Falcons this is are just, sneaky. I think, yeah, they're they're undefeated against the spread, too. Like, just keep riding that wave. Why not? 
Ooh, what about Monday night? Oh, what a great game. We get to see Denver again on a Monday night game with the Chargers. Thoughts? Yeah, just keep keep feeding me more of that Broncos offense. I want, Nobody, I want the Broncos for Monday nights and Thursday nights only. Like, make that – I want them – Nonstop. I just love being miserable. It's one of my favorite things, to be honest. Um, just give me the Commanders versus the Broncos all, like all season. They just have to play each other every game for a season. Yeah, sneak in the Texans. Um, yeah, the, exactly. you know, of course the the Bills and the Chiefs are playing. That's the three twenty five game on Sunday. Yeah, because that makes instead sense. of having that prime time, we're just gonna stick that just right in the middle of the day. You know, on Sunday, because not everybody wants to watch, you know, Buffalo, Kansas City. Everybody wants to watch um, Broncos Country ride. Because why not? You know, let's ride. So stupid. Let's ride. Did you see where but he that's said all... that last Thursday? Yeah, after, after they game? lost Broncos Country, let's ride. As he's leaving, like, bro, somebody should have got up and just right in the like right in the. Chair, he's a robot. Night night. He is a bona fide robot. Awful. After not scoring a touchdown. Even even Carson Wentz scored a touchdown. Or not him, but the commanders did. <laughs> he was there. He was along for the ride. I'm trying to find Get your uh Go ahead and get your New York Rangers. Uh, Stanley Cup champion Betsy in there plus 1700 right now go ahead and cash tickets they don't look good for the Caps Cole they're plus 3700 they're behind the New York Islanders who didn't even make the playoffs last year they're behind the LA Kings they're behind the Predators who don't even care about hockey in Nashville uh, St. Louis they haven't been good in four years Pittsburgh everybody they have is 45 years old same team they've had since 06 Boston Bruins just beat you. They should be ahead of you. Minnesota Wild, that team you said wasn't any good. We just beat by a touchdown. They're in the top ten favorites. Vegas, Edmonton, there's the Rangers, Calgary, Florida, Tampa Bay. How's Tampa Bay above us? We just beat them. Make it make sense. Apparently they're the dynasty. They are the dynasty. They won what, like three straight? I don't know, man. Two straight and lost the third one. Dude, where are the Wizards at? Avalanche are, them, man. Avalanche are plus 400 to win the whole thing right now. That's kind of crazy. Plus 400. How did, I got a question. I, I, I really would like to change the subject, and I'm going to. How does Carson okay. Wentz only have 99 passing yards? Uh, I did will, you hear when you started that with Carson Wentz? I will say he's like fourth in the league in passing not anymore but well, i mean i guess he would he probably moved up with 99 yards you know because nobody else played this week but um i will say the receipt uh, uh what's his name um curtis samuel had like was refusing to catch last night i don't know carson wentz maybe called him ugly you know like in a joke you know or something or sent a mean gift to him before the game and curtis samuel said no buddy that's not how we play around here like, you think you're going to throw these dimes at me? Dropped. 
I mean, it was like it was on purpose. Uh, I saw it twice. One was for a tutty, and he just said, nope, not today, buddy. So, luckily, Brian Robinson had our back, uh, you know, the next 50 cent. So, Carson Wentz has one of the craziest stat lines for him to be second in the league right now in yards. He leads the league in attempts. He's completing 62% of his passes for an average of 6.4 yards in attempt, which is not very good. The only one I see lower than that is uh, Kyler Murray. That's weird. That's that's pretty bad. For yards per attempt? Yeah, Case Keenum has 1.1. Malik Willis has 1.5. Trace McSorley, shout out to the GOAT. He's got three. Mitchell Trubisky, 5.6. Joe Flacco, 5.8. Brian Hoyer, 6.2. Baker Mayfield, 6.3. Danny Dimes, 6.4. Carson Wentz, 6.4. Kirk Cousins, 6.7. Hmm. Well, at least, I don't know. I don't know. There's really nothing positive. I was going to try to think of something positive there, but. <laughs> I was waiting really to spin not. that one. Really not. I mean, the O-line, I don't think it's fully Carson Wentz's fault. I really don't. He doesn't really deserve the full brunt of everything. I think the O-line is historically terrible. Um, and if you don't have a coach that can, like, play call, I guess, I don't know. I mean, we've seen teams like Joe Burrow was spinning it with a terrible O-line. And there's ways to combat it, but I just for some reason nothing's not working right now, so... Maybe it's Curtis Samuel dropping all of his passes, but I mean, it's something needs to be reevaluated for sure. You know, throw throw Heineke in there, see what happens. You know, I mean, obviously he doesn't have the arm or the height, but he's got the heart. You know, it's not the it's not the dog in the fight; it's the fight in the dog. And uh, you know, bring bring number four if you want to win. Let four spin. <laughs> Put it on a shirt. <laughs> let the let four spin, baby. If you want to win, let four spin. But that's all I got, man. I'm done talking about the Commanders, so need to get out of here. I want to go punch a wall or something. Go for it. Totally Your house, you can do what you want. Just embarrassing. So that's all I got, man. Um, you got anything else? That's it. Good luck this weekend, everybody. Hopefully your team's come through. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I need the Braves to come through because, like, I mean, you know, I'm fine losing to the Dodgers or something, like, whatever. Uh, But, I mean, I'm not fine with it, but I can can sleep at night. I can't sleep at night if we lose to the Phillies. That's not – I just can't. Um, Would be tough. So, you know. I think they're playing right now. Actually, I don't. I haven't kept up with the score. You know, pod over, pod over the Braves any day. But, um, you know, hopefully they're doing good. I don't know. But yeah, so let's get out of here, man. I'm tired of rambling. Uh, good luck on the weekend. Roll Tide. Uh, let's get after it. Love you guys. <laughs>